Our subject this morning is, do you know where you're going to spend eternity? And I know the church members, if they're truly saved, they know that. But uh, I think that when we know that we know that we know uh, everything that uh, comes along gives us strength that only God can give us. Chances are that you have wondered about that matter. We all think about it from time to time because as human beings, we are eternal creatures. And we instantaneously know that there's more to our existence than just this life. I've said this many, many times. Saved people die different than lost people. I've held the hands, held people in my arms, just been there in the room. And somehow that when that time comes, God gives them a peace upon their face that lost man cannot have. But can anyone truly know what happened? Can a person really know where he or she will spend eternity? The answer, of course, is yes. I know that I know that I know when the deaf angel comes I'll bypass that grave straight into the presence of my Lord and Savior. You can know and that's very important. Most people, you know, uh, Say, I hope so, and I, I think so. And, but uh, the answer is based on one thing, and the one thing only. What payment do you have for your sins? You know, uh, you owe a, a debt. Uh, someone has to pay that debt. You can pay it, or someone else can pay it for you. But... There is much debate and confusion about these matters. But the truth is actually simple. Because believe it or not, there's only two religions that exist worldwide today. That is the do and the done. The do or the done. I don't have to do anything to be saved, I just have to respond to the Spirit of God. And one thing that we know, that uh, when you're alive, there's movement. When you're dead, the body is silent, does not move. Religion is... Pick one, pick any. They're all generally the same. 
teaches that you must do something to obtain salvation. A good friend of my wife's, she called me and she said, uh, it's easier knowing that your wife is saved because she did everything it was necessary to be saved. And I was grieving, but I still had to preach. So my wife didn't do anything to be saved. God's son did it all. And she accepted that penalty that was paid when Christ came into her life. You know, we, she said, but how can you really know? I said, are you married, ma'am? And she said, yes, been married for 32 years. Do you love your husband? Oh, yes. How do you know? I said, no. Well, that's the same way when you become a child of the king. You know. You know that you know that you know because you put your trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. So, we can know. And uh, if I've got a, something I want to do from now until the time God joins me with my loved ones, it is to let people know that they can know where they're going. If you don't know for sure that your sins are forgiven and that you're on your way to heaven, take a moment and listen. And I started on, I almost finished this sermon into a track. I want to use that as a visitation track when I go to the hospital or nursing homes or someone's home that has called me. Your eternity depends on it. Now here is how you can settle the most important matter. You've got to admit that you're a sinner. Every one of us this morning are sinners. You sin every day. You may not be a liar, you may not be a thief, you may never commit an adultery, a fornication, we could name all of those sins, but you were born dying. The moment you receive life, you begin to die. And God knows exactly when you're going to die. There will be no surprises to the Lord. Good health, bad health, makes no difference. When your time comes, God said, it is appointed unto man once to die. I have an appointment with a, a new doctor Tuesday. Want to have me just say regular MD, I guess what you call them now. I haven't had one for years. But I had to make an appointment. Many, many years ago, I accepted that appointment because God said, 
He chose me in Christ. And all you got to do is read Ephesians 1. If you have never read it, I mean really read it, read it verse by verse and start over and read it again. God chose me in Christ before the foundation of the world. I'm his. And at his appointed time, I heard the word. The Spirit bared witness with that word and made me alive. Never been the same. By the way, as I told the lady, I've never been perfect here on earth either. But, you know, I believe all of you, you lose a loved one, you certainly love them. But if they went to heaven, when you get to meet them again, you'll really love them. Because that old flesh won't be there to accidentally say something that you wish you hadn't have said and you grieve over it. There won't be no more of those moments. So, God said in Romans chapter 3 and verse 10, as it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. There is not one person that does right on their own. That's what that verse means. He said, there is none righteous, no, not one. You take Christ out of my life and I won't be righteous. I won't do right. And if I do right, I'm doing right for a purpose so it will benefit me. That's what I was when I was lost. It was all about me. And now people don't like to admit that I'm not that kind of person. Yes, you were. A depraved person doesn't think about anybody else. The flesh does. You, know, The flesh attracts flesh. That's why it's so important that when... We marry that we marry in the Lord so that we can have not only a physical attraction to each other, but we can have a spiritual attraction to one another. But it all begins when you admit that you are a sinner. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And that all includes me and you. We come short. On our very best day, I fall short. If that day was to earn me salvation, I would be in hell. Because God's word says, For all have sinned and come short. You have to acknowledge the problem before you can get the solution. And that's why that we have so many people come in the church door and a few weeks, months, years go out the church door because they did not join the church because of their salvation. They had financial problems. They had marriage problems. They had kids' problems. And they come, and when things get better, they no longer need the church. Well, you really never needed the church. You need the head of the church. You need the Lord Jesus Christ. Because joining the church won't save you. But it'll sure help you along the way. Number two, you've got to realize there's a penalty. 
for your sin. Yeah. Years ago when I was teaching financial freedom, I said, you know, you've got to realize that if you don't learn the principles of financial freedom, you will always have financial problems because every one of us can spend more than we can make. Every one of us. So you got to learn that. But uh, God said, you know, you've got to realize the penalty for your sin is eternal death and Romans 6.23, which we all know without looking, for the wage of the sin is death. You die because you're a sinner. The inward man does not face death if they've been washed in the blood. See, I personally believe, and I hope that you understand this, when we all gathered at the funeral to view my wife or anybody that's passed away, she wasn't present. She wasn't present. And I tell you this because I would advise everybody, if you have a loved one that dies and you're going to have an open coffin, you view that body before anybody else sees it. Because sometimes if you didn't know who was in that coffin, you wouldn't know. And that's a bad memory. That wasn't in my notes, but that was good. God said in Hebrews 9, 27, and as it is appointed unto men once to die. But after this, the judgment. See, death is not bad at all if you're, you're in pain, if you have you know, a, a miserable life, if you're saved. You know, uh, death is a relief. But that judgment, see, I've always said to myself, death is nothing to fear if you're a child of the king, but that judgment seat will scare you to death if you understand it. Because we're going to give an account for every idle word that we speak that was harmful and detrimental to somebody. But it's appointed. Every one of us is going to die right on time. Not a minute too late, not a minute soon. Now the question is, do you want to die alone? Notice with me in Revelation chapter 20. Revelation chapter 20. When we look at God's words, 
And we see in Revelation chapter 20 and verse 12. He said, And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were opened. And another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the book according to their works. Now, you can't work your way to glory. But everything that you do, you're going to be judged according to what the book here says you should do. And even people have been saved a long time. Preacher, I don't, as long as I, I know I'm saved, I'd get to heaven. That's why that the bride of Christ is so beautiful. See, I know when I die, I'm going to heaven. And I'm striving to be in the bride. And I'm going to stand before God. And he tells us. He says, And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. See, I'm going to be judged and you're going to be judged and I believe if people would take life and death serious, you're going to be judged from this book. Not what the preacher says, not what your parents says. You know, we see so many kids out here going astray and we just thank God that our kid is not as bad as that other kid. But your kid and my kid, I'm going to be judged with what I've taught them, the example I've set in front of them. But once they're saved, they're going to be judged from the Word of God. Now, see, he tells us in verse 14, And the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses clothed in fine linen, white and clean. And out of the mouth drove a sharp sword that with it he should smite the nations and he shall rule them with a rod of iron and he treaded the winepress of his fierceness and the wrath of the Almighty God. Now, I could name you five, six preachers that we all like and enjoy hearing the preach. They believe that we're going through the first three and a half years of the tribulation. I don't. I'm a pre-trib man. Before the tribulation starts, God's going to say, come up here there. But there's going to be a judgment, but not here on, on earth. Physical death is the beginning of your eternity and sin against an eternal God will be punished accordingly. 
Think about that statement. Physical death is the beginning of your eternity. See, what is so hard to explain that I'll speak of my wife because she's the last one in our family has passed away. Because she really never died. Absent from the body, present with the Lord. Amen. See, all of these other stops, you know, calling 911 and calling the corner and taking the body over, you know, that is it's what we do and, you know, but absent from the body, present with the Lord. When the last breath leaves a child of God before anybody can call anybody, they're in glory. No more pain, no suffering. We've got to understand that Jesus Christ took that penalty in our place. See? God commanded his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ delivered us. Romans 5, 8. If in my Bible, and I'm using a new Bible now, trying to get used to the small print, you uh, pray that that works out because the large print Bibles, you can't turn a page without turning five or six. You know, that don't work for me either. But anyway... Getting back to the message, he said, But God commanded his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. God commanded his love in that while we were yet sinners, Christ loved me when I was a sinner. And if he didn't love me when I was a sinner, he doesn't love me when I'm saved. Because He chose me in Christ before the foundation of the world. He put your name in the book of life before this world was formed. God don't make no mistakes. But you won't believe that unless you believe that every word from Genesis to Revelation is the inspired word of God. And if you find one error in this Bible, how do you know How many more is there? Well, let me tell you, this old Baptist preacher believed from Genesis to Revelation, every one of them is inspired of God. God said in John 3, 16, we'll just read it, but I don't agree with the world's interpretation of this, but for God so loved the world, what world? This world? The spiritual world? That he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And you know, that's where people get off. You believe in election, so if I'm not God's elect, I won't uh, believe. Don't yeah, People die and go to hell blaming God. He died for And if you are willing to repent, if you can repent, 
If you can believe, if you're willing to believe, if you're willing to change, you were one of those that God wrote down in the book of life before the world began. That's why a lot of people joined church, were baptized and faithful for months, faithful for years. But, you know, you've got to get it right the first time or it won't last. Another scripture is 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 18. You know, when we look at 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 18, we, God says here in 1 Peter, you know, chapter 3, And verse 18, God said, For Christ also have once suffered for sin, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but quickened by the Spirit. But John 19.30, as we all know this little saying, Three little words, it's finished. You can't do anything if it's finished. You know, it's it's finished. Everything that needs to be done for me to die and go to heaven, it's been done. All I've got to do is act upon it. And then when I do that, God will give me a day by day. He won't give me grace for tomorrow. He'll give me grace for today. So I'm, I'm not trying to be a smart aleck when somebody says, how you doing? Today's been good. Well, tomorrow will be. He hasn't given me tomorrow's grace yet. But when tomorrow comes, his grace is sufficient. See, we live day by day. And when you talk to a lot of people about their salvation, they, they go back in a used-to world. You know, I used to be faithful, and I used to do this, and I used to do that. It's day by day. And when the day is over, you thank God for bringing you through the day because you had nothing to do with it except you yielded to him. And tomorrow, his grace is sufficient. See, I believe that's what lost people need to hear instead of these fly-by-night evangelists that says, come down the aisle and pray through. Pray through what? Life is day by day. And God's grace is sufficient for today. Now, what could you possibly have to offer that is better than Jesus Christ's sacrifice on your behalf? A good life? How many days do you go through life without worrying? Most of us will say none, you know. 
I lay down to sleep worrying and I'm thinking about what I'm going to worry about tomorrow. But see, you can't worry and pray at the same time. Christ. Try to worry and pray at the same time. It's an impossibility. So, fourthly, we need to believe what God said. Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 10. When we look at God's word and we see the Lord... Here in Romans chapter 10. Let's look at verse 9. Romans 10, 9. God said that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. That's it. <laughs> you know, all the other things will take place as you grow in grace. You don't expect uh, a newborn babe to walk. All you want is you count his toes and his feet and see his breathing good. He's a baby. We're babes in Christ. The only thing we know after God saved us, I was lost and now I'm saved. But God puts in you as he does a baby, that baby gets hungry and that baby will let you know when it's hungry. If you listen to your soul, this body will know when I need teaching, when I need praying, when I need to meditate, when I need to get alone with God. Spirit tells you that. God said here in Romans chapter 10 and verse 10, he said, For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. I had a guy, I guess he's still living as far as I know, you know. He said, I'm, I, I'm saved, but I, you know, I don't want nobody to know it. You can't keep from people knowing it. It will slip out. You'll find yourself not taking credit for anything. It was God. It was God who gave me this job. It was God who gave me the ability. It was God. It was God. It was God. And then all the pride leaves and your ability, God gave it to you. That's what God wants. He wants to receive all the glory for who you are and where he brought you. And I don't know about you, I... I just can't. I just can't help. You know, when somebody talking about the grandkids, you know, uh, I've got several, but I got one that was born a winner. 
she was born a winter before she ever came out of her mother's womb. I, I didn't know that. But I love all of them. And I would never tell the others that one is more special than the other, you know. You said, is that right? Well, I believe I've got some Bible to stand on because of all the apostles. You know that Jesus loved them all, right? But he loved old John. Old John stood out. I'm on solid ground. God said in Romans 10, verse 13, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's you, sinner. If you're here this morning and lost and you want to be saved, call upon the name of the Lord. Lord, here I am. I'm hell-bound. If you take my life, the next person, next place I would see would be the fires of hell. See, that's why the people don't like to think about, you know, Mama's still out there in that grave. Dad's still out there in that grave. No, they're not. But we got the responsibility to respect. And we do. But you ever talked to someone that said, you know, my aunt died and I love my aunt. But I went out there two or three weeks after the funeral and there was no tombstone. Well, well, I understand it. You never visited her when she was alive. So you want to go out here in the gravesite and you want to visit her here? Not there. Do I believe in burials? Of course I do. Do I believe in honoring? You know, sure. But that body, I don't care how much you're in love with yourself, it's not going to do anything except deteriorate. Besides, my body has caused me so much problem for 77 years, I'll be glad to get a good one. I'll be glad to, you know. Somebody, you know, always asks you silly questions, you know. I fall for it all the time, but do you believe you're going to have hair when you die? Sure I am. It's going to be curly like it used to be, too. <laughs> I don't know. Just to be in the presence of the Lord is all I want. Amen. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved is what Acts 16.31. Just believe. Lastly, 
you can be saved and know it right now. 1 John 5, 13. said, These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God that he may have eternal life. I left out the most important word. That he may know you have eternal life. Well, you know, when I ask people, I'm witnessing to him. I ask them, are you saved? Well, you know, I've, uh, I don't guess anybody can really know. I do. How do you know? You know, because God said, I know, I know. You can know. I know whether I repented or not. I know whether Christ is important to me. I know that I can talk to him and he gives me comfort that nobody else can give. Yeah, I, I know that I know because I have repented, I have believed, and by the grace of God, I've strived to live for him. Do I do it perfectly? Heavens no. But I want to. But I want to. So, we need to pray to God the best way you know and ask him to save you. And no, I don't believe that you pray through. But I asked God before I was saved that Tuesday morning going to work. I had talked to the Lord from every time I left that door down there on Penn Avenue in Georgetown where Brother DeRossi was preaching. You know, he made me mad everybody else made me mad you know and I remember some of my family can't remember who it was somebody said God's going to save him because you you're upset that you can't do nothing but when he gives you that gift he said thank you Lord thank you Lord so if you believe that you're you read from God's word and you ask the Lord to save you, he'll save you. Always remember there's nothing that you or anyone else could ever do to change that. Do you know this morning that your sins have been forgiven? I'm not asking you, have you been baptized? I'm not asking, do you belong to a church? I'm asking, do you know that you know that your sins have been paid for? If you do, then you ought to find a Baptist church that preaches the truth, and you ought to join, you ought to be faithful, and God will bless you. Father, we thank you for this day.